You are listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. Hello and welcome back. We are continuing our best of series on the podcast while I'm on sabbatical. So without further ado, enjoy. Dun dun. Oh yeah. Welcome to Law and Order. These are their stories. It's it's not that order, but I mean, oh, that's, boy, did this start interesting. Oh, we're going to have a whole bunch of Law & Order fans writing into us being like, how dare you? You know what I actually really love? I've never seen, I've never seen the American ones, but Law & Order UK is tremendous. No kidding. I love it. And the cast is phenomenal. It's, wow. Do you remember, I, I unfortunately cannot remember the actor's names right off, but one very prominent character through several seasons is Blue Leader Pilot in Rogue One. Oh, no kidding. Like a really kind of like a reserved Englishman. Yeah. What a performance. I, I love that show. Anyway, mm. it's terrific. I've never seen a full episode of Law & Order in any capacity. I wish UK was easily watchable, because I don't know where to find it, but it's great. <laughs> Oh, you heard it here first, folks. Ethan prefers Law & Order UK. <laughs> Don't write in. And Josiah's just never <laughs> seen an episode of Law & Order. So, mm. how are you today? I'm pretty good. We've recorded another episode already today. Oh, and ooh. Unveiling the process. I'm unveiling. I am. I, you know, This is how the teasers. sausage is made. <laughs> it's not that gross, I promise. That's not true. Uh, the coffee's starting to kick in. Starting to feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, feeling... I'm feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good? Are you feeling good? I'm feeling pretty good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. As of this recording, to unveil the process a little more, my wife and baby have been gone, and they're coming back tomorrow. Tomorrow. As of this recording day, in the right. weird timeline of the world. Yeah. And uh, very happy about that. That's very excited. Good. So, yes. me and Mowgli have been chilling out the past couple days. I can you know? only imagine. Yeah. Me and the dog, man. That's, me and the dog. I mean, there's something charming about that. There is. There is. He's a lot of fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, I digress. So, if you've been with us at the Lost Creek campus recently, cough, mm. cough, Ethan, you uh, haven't because no, you haven't. work at Barber County campus, cough, Here cough. Here to represent the camp eye. That's right. <laughs> if you've been with us at the Lost Creek campus recently, you've uh, hopefully sung along with us <laughs> as we've learned the song Gone, which is, which is new for us. And, and this song, it's the song that has a line in it that goes, Oh, the power of the blood and Christ, I'm the righteousness of God. Okay. It's a pretty good line. I've never actually heard this song, so this is uh, all new territory for yeah, me. Yeah, that's a good line. I like that line. Sure. You know? It's uplifting. Yeah. Now, I'm only guessing some of you have noticed that the original recording of this song, I think it's Elevation Worship who does uh, this one. Okay. Their version of this song uh, is missing a pretty key phrase in that line. Mm. The phrase they're missing is in Christ. Really? It doesn't, yeah. That's not in the original. Uh, so if you listen to the original recording, that line is simply sung, Oh, the power of the blood, I am the righteousness of God. Oh. Yeah. Which is not an insignificant difference <laughs> just in the context of that one line, right? So we're here to answer the question, why the change? Why do we sing in Christ, I'm the righteousness of God, when we sing that line? You know, well, mm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm so glad you asked. Oh, uh, Josiah, why do we sing in Christ uh, <laughs> uh, when we sing that line? <laughs> Can you? I hope I hope I chose the right podcast to answer that question. <laughs> oh boy, did you! It's your lucky day. If you're a you're a person, it, that's your question. <laughs> <laughs> what a relief that is. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. So I'm 99% certain that they pulled this line from 2 Corinthians 5:21, which reads, "For our sake, He, that is God, made Him." 
that is Christ, to be sin who knew no sin so that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. So even the original context specifies. Yeah, that's a great verse. That's actually one of my favorite, like, one-liners. It very much distills the thrust of the gospel. It really does. That whole chapter has a couple of those lines. You got the whole story of the gospel almost Mm. in some of these lines. It's just, mm, you're right. So good. So good. So... Before we get into why the differences, let's clear some stuff out of the way right here, theologically speaking, so that we can make sense of some of this, hopefully. To begin with, when we're out here trying to, quote unquote, do our best to live a good life, we are unrighteous in God's sight. I'm just going to clear that out of the way right now. Yeah, I know. It hurts. (laughs) You've leveled some self-esteem today. (laughs) Yeah. We, We are incapable of pleasing him all by ourselves. And to famously paraphrase the prophet Isaiah, our best attempts to be righteous on our own are akin to trying to clothe ourselves with used tampons. It just ain't... Ain't going to work for a multitude of reasons. <laughs> well, well, if I understand this correctly, it was meant to be as shocking as possible. Like, yeah. To put that in a modern context with the same impact, I, I would be potentially uninvited from this podcast. <laughs> Well, but also, yeah. it, 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 this marks the second time you've paired the visual element of garments with something fairly vile, and it's not my favorite tradition. <laughs> it, it, it gives me some chills, actually. I just picture it full on, like a, like a, like a, like a jumper made That's, of stitched. I don't want to. Do you want to know a visual, another visual I just thought of? I don't. <laughs> I, I so much don't. I know you don't, but I think this is more shocking, and it may be a little less accurate, but... Um, Maybe not shocking, but definitely, for me anyway, very visceral. And to try to be righteous on our own, apart from Christ, is like trying to get yourself clean, have a bath, by jumping into a pit of used heroin needles. Oh my goodness. And just like, this yeah, is this just, is looking great. This, this is, is just <laughs> Saw 2. That's, that's one of the most chilling <laughs> things I can think of, actually. I know, and that's, it's, it's, it's the same effect, you know? Okay. Maybe not. Someone's going to write, that's theologically inaccurate for a multitude of reasons. It's apocryphal. Listen, we're making a point. Because <laughs> admittedly, I've not thought through that at all. The visual just came to my mind. I was like, what else would be shocking? Oh, yeah, that. That's so disturbing. So... Why does that matter, though, in the first place? Mm. I mean, why does it matter that God's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're unrighteous and your own attempts to be righteous just basically make you more unrighteous when it's all said and done? Well, it matters because if we believe that God is real and that he is who he says he is in the scriptures, then he is the creator of all things. And that means we are accountable to him. I would, yeah, I would be, I would be happy to be in the good graces. Yes, exactly. Because... If he is the creator of all things and we are accountable to him, and if we are then found unrighteous in his sight, ooh, we're in trouble. We're in yeah. big trouble. Not yet. Yeah, that's not high on my list. Yeah. Eternal, never-ending, everlasting, roam the wilderness, endlessly, kind of trouble, and uh, we have no power to do anything about it. Yeah, otherwise, damnation. Yes. Damnation. In, in a word. In, a, in one singular theological word. So... That's quite a predicament. And when God then offers us his spotless righteousness, and when he offers to clothe us in the garments of salvation of his own free grace, well, that is very good news indeed. Mm. Very good news. Because when it's said and done, if all this is true, we need to be righteous in order to live. We must be righteous. So if God's going to do that for us, that's great news. Unfortunately, (laughs) 
Um, our unrighteous deeds have to be dealt with. Yeah. Our sins have to be dealt with because God is just, which means he can't simply overlook our transgressions. He can't do that. It would violate his character and his nature. Hmm. So God does something that both deals with our unrighteousness and grants to us his righteousness. He takes care of both in one singular act, so to speak. And he does this by giving up his own son as a perfect sacrifice. So as Paul said earlier in 2 Corinthians, he became sin who knew no sin. Yeah. So in other words, the cross that we should have carried on our shoulders, he carried. The lashes we should have endured for our sins, he endured. The cup of God's wrath that we should have drained, he drained. So through Christ, God's justice is satisfied. Right? Our transgressions are dealt with. Hmm. Our unrighteousness is dealt with. But then God raises Jesus up from the dead And in doing so, Christ offers us forgiveness and gives us his righteousness through faith in his name. So again, he became sin who knew no sin so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Okay. okay. Yeah, so that's what sometimes theologians call the great exchange. Jesus Christ takes our unrighteousness, our sin upon himself and then gives us his righteousness and his sinlessness in the eyes of God. Which, when you get into the real world, you realize, oh, wait a minute, I still sin, you know, and I still, you know, act unrighteously in ways. Exactly. That's another podcast. We actually ought to, that would be a good podcast to talk about the difference between indwelling sin and how we're viewed as justified in God's sight. We don't have time to talk about that right now. I'm I'm up for that when we get Yeah, note that down. Good podcast idea in there. (laughs) But it is, it's Jesus' shed blood that accomplishes this, right? Exactly. It, it wasn't that Jesus could just come and be, I'll be sinless and I'll give it to you and, uh, you know, I'll take your sin on myself and that'll happen in some <laughs> sort of invisible sphere and, you know, it'll, it'll all be fine. No, he, he had to die. He had to shed his blood yeah. because it is it is shed blood. And even in like an unseen this. way, take all of that on. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's a both and mm-hmm. kind of a thing. It's not just, oh, he literally died and... You know, that was it. And it's not just, oh, he spiritually covered, you know, our sins, that he took our sins and gave us his righteousness. It's like this. It's It's both. Torment on many levels. Yes. That happens because he shed his blood. So we've got all that established, right? Well, semi-established. As much as we can in a 20-minute podcast. So remember, coming back to the song, the original wording of the line goes, Oh, the power of the blood, I'm the righteousness of God. Now, if you know your Bible well and you, you know, you've got a, you know, solid footing in your theology, you could probably connect the dots on that. You know, you you could probably arrive at Second Corinthians five and say, you know, oh yeah, I get what they're trying to say. You know, it was Yeah. I still feel like in the in the original context, sure. You have all the surrounding information that kind of clarifies it amidst an entire book that fleshes it out. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, like in the isolated context of a song just singing, I am the righteousness of God, I I still feel kind of not swell about that. Yeah, and there is something that just it even as you're singing it, I think you want something to connect those two. Yeah. You want something that's like, where's the where's the connection. And when you're in, I think, corporate worship in particular, Mm. I'm trying to think through how to articulate this best because I don't want it to sound derogatory. I don't want people as a pastor, right? I don't want people to have to be puzzling through and connecting too many dots at the same time, if that makes sense. Like if if you're singing that line and then suddenly you're having to think, okay, wait a minute, I'm the the power of the blood and I'm the righteousness of God. Well, that must be 2 Corinthians 5 and he's (laughs) connecting those two. Like You don't have to start doing homework in the middle of a worship service. Right, exactly. when When you start talking about art and things like that. I don't think you necessarily want to have to connect all the dots and explain everything, um, you know, in an outside art context. But here in corporate worship, we're talking about things a little bit differently. It's a different kind of setting. So 
kudos to Zach McCord. Yeah. Who is, you know, not only the great engineer of this podcast and uh, worship leader extraordinaire and generally does lots of good stuff, but he, I think, felt this tension and he knew what they were getting at. But he had the thought that, you know, maybe we ought to include that line in Christ Mm -hmm. to make the linkage a little more clear. And it makes it feel, I think, more singable. Not necessarily in like, oh, it's an easier to sing phrase or something like that. But I mean, you have less of that feeling where it's like, Oh, like, am I the righteousness of God? Like, I, you know, like, I did some pretty unrighteous things this week, right? There's something about it that takes this almost undeserved spotlight away from me. Yeah. And just puts it directly back on what what Christ did. Yes. Like, because of Christ is the only way, is the only capacity in which that can be true. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, thankfully, Zach caught that. He's a little more precise. He's like, we'll add those two words, which (laughs) those two words, ah, so much of... Our lives and all of the scripture hang on those Mm -hmm. two words, in Christ. Uh, Especially, I mean, you read Paul, I forget how many times it is he uses that phrase, in Christ. It is all over the place. Oh, my word. So, that's why we sing, in Christ, I'm the righteousness of God. Mm. And I think that makes the link as clear as air on a cold day. I don't even know if that's a good metaphor, but you know what? There it is. Feels crisp. That's what it is. It feels crisp. It feels crisp. So good. So good. (laughs) Um, Because as you said, we have to be in Christ to be the righteousness of Mm. God. And the way that we are in Christ is through faith in his name. That we, we believe, as Jesus said, the work of God is that you believe in he whom he has sent. We believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he was the perfect sacrifice for sins, that his shed blood was enough, that it was powerful, and that through faith in his name, we are cleansed by that blood. So we have to be in Christ to be the righteousness of God, and we are in Christ through faith in his name. That's what Jesus said in John. He said, the work of God is that you believe in him whom God has sent, which mm. is to say we believe that Jesus is God's perfect son, that his sacrifice was enough, that his blood did have power to cover our sins, to cleanse us of our unrighteousness, and to make us the righteousness of God. And we do that by faith in his name. Yeah. And I personally, I love that we didn't think like, oh, I would be more comfortable if we changed the words. The precedence is in the scripture yes. that it came from. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's pretty special. Yeah, it is. So, well done to <laughs> Zach, us, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Hopefully that clears up all yeah. issues. We know you've been world. wondering. We know <laughs> you've been up at night thinking, where did they get those words? <laughs> Uh, so if you have any other questions related to this or any other number of topics, mm-hmm. you can shoot those to podcast at horizonschurch.net or you can interact with us on social media. And if you're helped by our content, we you hope enjoy you are. it. I mean, yeah. man, if you're not, what are we doing? Thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> uh, no. If you'd like, you can go to iTunes and leave us an honest five star review. Mm-hmm. And hey, you could all I mean if you if that's if you don't want to. Fine. <laughs> um, you can always share the podcast if you're like, hey, that was cool. Yeah. Um, my pal should hear this. Yeah. Just share it. Yeah. <laughs> Just send him a little text and be like, this is neat. Um, they la- <laughs> they sure laugh a lot, but <laughs> there's some good content in there. <laughs> oh, thank you as always for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.